0: And welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The Church of Jesus Christ is unlike any other entity in the whole wide world. The Church of Jesus Christ is made up of every born-again, converted, real, true follower of Jesus in the world that has ever lived from the day of Pentecost. That church, as Jesus promised... And he did promise this, that he would build his church, and, and that church has been being built over these last 2,000 years in spite of all the challenges, difficulties, opposition, persecution, martyrdom, and everything else. What an amazing, amazing entity it is, the body of Jesus Christ, his church. But there's there's another important fact that Jesus made clear other than his promise to build his church, and that fact is his presence in his church. And we're going to be taking a look at that on this podcast and on, on the next podcast. The last book in the Bible, the book of the Revelation, is written as a... Revelation of the ascended, glorified Jesus to his church, by by the time of the writing of the Revelation, which was in the mid-90s A.D., sometime around 94 to 96 A.D. is when the book of the Revelation was written, by the time of the writing of that book, at least two generations of believers had lived and and many of them had died and so we're in the well into the second maybe the third generation of believers from the beginning of the church and by the time of the writing of the revelation the church had spread to most of the known world and that in itself is totally totally amazing when you think that just uh, maybe 60 years or so before, on the day of Pentecost, there are 120 believers there in the upper room. And 3,000 people got saved that day. And from there, and from there, 60 years later, without um, modern media of any kind, without modern transportation of any kind, all over the known world... Uh, the 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 gospel had been preached and churches had been established uh, by by the time that uh, the book of the Revelation was written, and at the writing of the Revelation, persecution and martyrdom is occurring. There had been a number of people that had died already for the faith, and there was a a, a persecution that that was going on at that time, and furthermore. All but one of the original apostles of Jesus Christ, the original twelve, have died. All but one by this time. And, and the one that remained alive was, of course, the apostle John. So let's take a look at uh, Revelation chapter 1 for a bit uh, today and then on the next on the next podcast. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1 says this, "...the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant, John." And so, there's so much there in in just that first verse. The first five words in the English version are these, "...the revelation of Jesus Christ." Right there is the purpose of the book of the Revelation. Now, when you say the book of the Revelation, uh, it, it causes some people to throw up uh, a defend, walls of defense. You know, it's a deep book, it's a dark book, it's it's hard to to understand. Have you heard any of those uh, any of those phrases, uh, any of those statements? Well, the, the, it is actually in in many ways the exact opposite. Because in these first five English words, there is a word, revelation, uh, a, kop- a, a which is the, uh, uh, a Greek word which means an unveiling, an uncovering, a revealing. And so rather than being a, a dark book that is hard to understand, it is the uncovering, the unveiling, the revealing of whom? of jesus christ and that is that's the purpose of this book however you look at it and i know that there are many good men and women uh, scholars people that are much smarter than i many of them that disagree about uh, the interpretation of of the book of uh, the revelation particularly from chapters four on uh, as to whether it's a uh, future uh, or whether it is it is uh, something that talked about history or whether it is uh kind of a uh a- spiritual allegory um, there, there are, are a number of approaches and I'm not dealing with that today but no matter what the approach is you cannot ignore these first five words in verse one it is a an unveiling a revealing an uncovering of Jesus Christ and and the the purpose is to reveal Jesus Christ to his church and then the writer is here and it's his bond servant John and this is none other than John the beloved apostle uh, as we have a- already said and uh, this this man is is a man that uh that God used uh in in many ways and tradition says that he actually survived being boiled in in uh, hot oil and that eventually he died a natural death uh, but um he was definitely someone that was close to Jesus while he was, while he was here on this earth. And uh, he is the disciple that Jesus loved. Well, in in verse 4, the first part of verse 4 of chapter 1, we see the recipients of the book, and, and that gets to the heart of, of uh, what we're talking about today. In chapter, in chapter 1, verse 4, it says, John, to the seven churches that are in Asia. And then he gives a greeting, but it's to the seven churches. And then if you look over in verse 11, you'll see who those seven churches are. They are listed. Um, they are Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamon. And Thyatira, and Sardis, and Philadelphia, and Laodicea, all of those are towns, are cities in Asia Minor, what is today uh, the modern day Turkey and so these were the specific recipients of this book of the revelation and i'll talk more on the next podcast about that i'm not going to go into that right at this moment uh, but uh, as we go on in in the uh, verses 4 the last part of verse 4 through verse 8 we see the true author of this book and the person uh, about whom the book is all about. Let's read it. Again, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And I'll stop right there and I'll say that none of us can claim that. Only God can claim that. He is, he was, and he is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And that uh, is, a, is, is a way of talking about the, the Holy Spirit. And so it goes on to say, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness... The firstborn from the dead, firstborn from the dead is, is he is the chief one, the preeminent one uh, from the dead, the one that, that raised from the dead never to die again. You know, uh, for example, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he died again. Can you imagine that, dying twice? He did. And the and and it goes on to say, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords, to him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. And he, Jesus, has made us to be a kingdom. We're part of his kingdom, his authority, his rule. He's made us to be priests to His God and Father. We have direct access uh, through Him. Through Him, the great high priest. Not through a human priest, but we are all priests. Every born-again believer, a priest to God. Uh, and, And it goes on to say, To Him be the glory and the dominion or the rule forever and ever. Amen. Behold, take notice, look, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. In other words, those that aren't trusting him as their Lord and Savior, when they see him coming, they will mourn over him. He will not be a welcome sight. Verse 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and last uh, Letters of the, of the Greek alphabet and the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, the All-Powerful One. That is who this book is all about. It is the revelation of the Almighty, glorified Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Now, uh, the, the, I want us to understand from verses 9 through 11 the setting of this book. Uh, verse 9 says, I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day on Sunday Sunday. And I heard behind me a a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, Write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamon and to Thyatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. So here we see that John, the aged apostle, he was in his 90s by now, has been exiled to an island called Patmos. Patmos is a small, rocky island off the coast of what is modern-day Turkey. It was a small island about 10 miles long and at its widest point, 6 miles wide. It was a rocky island, a barren island. And in those days of John, it was a Roman penal colony. That's where Rome sent its, uh, its rough pr- prisoners, its, its uh, hard prisoners, and its political Prisoners, and so John was there in his 90s, working in a rock quarry, breaking up stone. Can you imagine that? Uh, so that was that was where he found himself, and he said he was there because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. He was being persecuted for his faith. And there he received a series of seven visions that are recorded here in Revelation. God told him to write them down. And this, the first vision is here in chapter one, and we're going to go into detail on in that one uh, on the next podcast. So I want you to be sure to tune in. So John is instructed to write these visions in a book, and that becomes the book of the Revelation. And so the very first vision that we'll be talking about on the next podcast is of Jesus, the glorified. Christ standing in the midst of his church standing in the midst of his church thus we see the presence of Jesus in his church and I cannot wait to go into detail with you about that on the next podcast I hope that you'll stay connected and that you'll be looking for the next one well until then God bless